everybody. Welcome to the Weekly Nightly Podcast as part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Uh, season 2, episode 26, so we're uh, officially in the off-season. Uh, I'm AJ. I am Carlo. I'm Eric. Episode. This is episode Paul Stasny. <laughs> and I'm Dave. So uh, first off, I wanted to uh, wish our condolences to uh, the Pasternak family because uh, of what happened with uh, mm-hmm. losing their they're newborn so that's terrible and yeah just sucks six day yeah. old or something like that just terrible 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 yeah it's it re- unbelievable it reminded me of the uh, eric carlson incident too it kind of just sucks when mm-hmm. these kind of things happen to uh, to a family because they're i understand they're elite athletes but they're also human beings and a lot of people forget that sometimes when it, yeah the exactly. wife had a couple like miscarriages or something i believe too so there's uh you know, it just it sucks whenever that happens. A- anything regarding a kid or or yeah. you know pregnancy. So yeah. just wish them nothing uh, nothing but the best. Hopefully, uh, they can like the Carlsons do uh, have another child that is healthy later and just uh, get through it. Yep, for sure. So, so yeah, our condolences. Um, now let's go into our less sad condolences about. Vegas losing the Montreal series. Uh, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. So plus side, I mean, Leonard was really good. The two games he played. He, he was a, a lot of people. It's crazy when people, when Leonard was starting and when they announced Leonard starting, a lot of people uh, threw in the towels. Like what, what did they, a lot of people forgot how good Leonard is. Leonard is a very, very good goalie. Uh, we didn't see him for a while because Fleury obviously played uh, the bulk of the uh, of the playoffs. The only time we saw Leonard was that 7-1 drubbing by the Avalanche, and that's their last memory. So a lot of people assume that was Leonard, but that's not it. Leonard is an elite goalie, and a lot of people forget that. On the, uh, on the series... I would say let's move past the goaltending because we don't need to beat that dead horse. We need to get into the goaltending later. But that series was not won or lost by goaltending. The only game that was won was was Leonard's game, game four. He 100% won that game for Vegas. And I I think uh, Fleury kind of lost that too. Yeah, there was one game lost by goaltending. I mean, I mean. Yeah, but in that game, though, it it was that big gaffe, but also that. The whole series, as we know, we've been bitching about all year long. Is scoring is the man advantage. Yeah, that too. Yeah, over fifteen. I yeah, they didn't score. Not not a single power play goal. But I mean that I, I I'm not gonna put it a hundred percent on Flurry that game. But Vegas should could have won that game. But no, I mean what I'm saying is if they scored another goal before that, mm-hmm. like the Flurry gaff wouldn't have mattered. If it's the butts of candy and that's yeah. what we have on Christmas. But the, the tuck goal, I agree with you. If the tuck, if that goal goes in, Carey Price doesn't save that. Okay, sure. The gaff doesn't matter. I agree with all that. Um, do you guys believe, and I know it, it was talked about a little bit, and I kind of said it tongue in cheek, those are the types of mistakes that you just can't overcome in a series. Like that game, in, from Vegas feeling really good about themselves going up 2-1, stealing the first game on the road, outplaying them in game two, but still losing because they kind of took a little while to get going. 
to all of a sudden now you're down to one in the series and you never recovered. Do you think it is as simple to say the series was over at that point? It, it, it was a turner. I will completely agree. It, it turned the mood of the series. I mean, could they have overcome it? Yes, teams have before, but in that case, it just – and I remember listening to Gary Lawless uh, on NHL Network Radio. He said, "When you, you know Flurry is getting tired when he makes those kinds of mistakes. Do you think that they should have went back to Leonard in game five? Yes. I mean, I I think I think so, but going back to your point about that guy, I would I would agree with you if they lost game four. But because I think it was that game four was also another kind of momentum turner if they used it as as a I momentum think, turner. I think, I think but they, they did didn't. lose they did lose game four. The forwards, the the, the team, no, the I, skaters lost game four. Leonard I, just said, fuck you guys, we're going to win this one. No, no, yeah, that's what I'm saying is uh, they didn't use that momentum because they stole that game, kind of like how Montreal got the momentum by stealing game three. If but they used that momentum by them, Carlo, in game three, it was a gift by Flurry. Yeah, yeah <laughs> you know, you know, you know what I mean? It's, it was still, it's, a lot, it's, it's different though. It's a, it's a whole different mindset. You got to think about the mental side of those things, right? Like, like if you're, if you're thinking about it as, you know, a Vegas player, you eke out a win after you're already down a game when you shouldn't be like it, it, it was, it was painful for that team. I think, I think they just kind of lost their confidence because of it. I, should, they yeah. have rota- should they have rotated more through the playoffs? Probably. No. I To me, no. I L- think well, here, here's what I'll say. Clearly, yes, because we're talking about them while the Stanley Cup Finals game one is being played currently. So, yes, they should have done something different. But to AJ's point, this team in its infancy, right? Look, look we, we can rewind it all and go, hey, Vegas is fantastic. They just went to three final fours and four, all this stuff, right? Okay, this team had far loftier goals. But in its infancy, now in year four, this team has proven that when something goes wrong, they cannot answer the bell again. They just turtle for whatever reason. I don't know if it's, who knows what it is, right? But it is, it's gone back to year one. Year one, they never lost four games in a row. They lost four games in a row to, to lose the Stanley Cup final year two they couldn't overcome they, they pushed it to overtime but still couldn't win that game in overtime right like they had chances to eliminate a team there's so it, many it, things that we need to talk about it's like they're sh- suffering from shock and they can't recover from it yeah they just get punched in the mouth and just go I don't know how to recover from this and something that we need to park some time and talk about and I know it's a small sample size and it was an even smaller sample size on on game six but now it's you add another one in there, all of a sudden you, you increase that sample size. They've never in their history won a game when facing elimination to extend a series. They've won game sevens. So don't come at me and say, oh, hey, they've won games when facing elimination. Don't give a shit about that. If they are down in a series mm-hmm. facing elimination, they fold and go home every single time. Yes, it's only been three times, but at some point you got to go, okay, what the fuck is the matter with the team when they cannot win a game to extend a series year one. They were down three games to one lost game five on home ice year two or year three. I'm sorry. Well, year two, they were up three, one, they, whatever. We don't need to talk about that year three in the bubble against Dallas down three, one in game five in the Western conference finals lose that game. Can't get that game going. And then obviously it just happened in year six. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's just a mental hurdle that they can't seem to jump over. It's like the, you know, when, you know, with kids, when they're mad about something and they really wanted to do something and they're just like, you know what? No, I'm, I don't want to do that anymore. And they're just throwing a tantrum. I feel like mentally sometimes that's how the team deals with losses in playoffs. And it just ends up like they get mad at themselves and then they overthink it. And then the next game's worse. Yeah, it's thought- definitely how you could apply it to the offense. I mean, how it just dries up every single postseason. Yeah, I always talk about this team being their best when they have the swagger. And once they uh when they lose that confidence and they can't get it back, they kind of go in a scoring slump. And it has happened uh what two, three years now in a row. Because uh I understand we kind of blew that lead against San Jose that three years in a row, but part of it is because they couldn't score at all during game, game four. Uh, no, it was game, it was game six against Martin six. Jones. He saved like five and six. Times. I mean, five and yeah. six. They couldn't score during games five and six. Uh, game seven, they did were able to score, but we all know what happened there. Yeah. But it, it, it's their swagger. It's their it's their confidence. Really, I feel like once once they lose it, it's hard for them to get it back. This team, like, and it's just it's funny to watch Montreal because. Montreal's doing their best first year Vegas impression right now. Like they're they're the underdogs. Nobody believes that they that they should have been there. And then they just come and they're like, hey, fuck you. We're gonna we're gonna make this work. And that's pretty much what first year Vegas did getting all the way to the cup. But granted, Fleury basically carried them half the way there. Um, but yeah, I I I I don't I don't know how a team this good just looks like they give up. It's just really weird to watch. It's I mean, at some point. Not to take it in another negative direction, but once again, this team had far too many expectations to uh, to not talk about it. Mark Stone, two postseasons in a row, when mm-hmm. needed, when the team needs him the most, has not answered the bell. Yeah, it's um, I I got to give credit to Montreal though because of their system real and their players really bought into the system and really shut down Mark Stone and the top six forwards. It's not it's not. Uh, an anomaly when when they've done it to to Toronto and Winnipeg, and then they do it again against uh, Vegas. Uh, so far, right now against Tampa, Tampa's really th- that good of a team. Really, it's hard to and, shut them down. Tampa can play any style though, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Tampa just um, and one up. one thing I know I've said about Montreal, I've said it online, I've said it to you guys too. Is like I know Montreal started the year out on fire, and then they had all those injuries, and then. They traded for cup-winning experienced players or picked up players that had cup-winning experience. They got their injured players back. Then they get Caulfield, and then, you know, then they just steamroll right there. It's just matchups, too, you know? I mean, certain style teams play really strongly against others, and Montreal's always given Vegas fits, really. I I remember, Eric, I think – I know you and I were there – I don't know if Carlo was at that game, but remember that span in the 1920 season when Turk was still coaching and they lost like three or four games in a row at home in overtime. Um, I remember one of those was the Habs and Vegas was up like three, nothing at one point in that game. And the Habs came back and won it in overtime. Um, And yeah, the the Habs just seem to have Vegas's number. Like if you look at their stats, they've been really good against Vegas historically. Uh, Yeah, they have been. Yeah. To your point, Andrew, I think it's not just, the team it's the style of play if you look at the the team's vegas struggle against like minnesota uh prior to this uh postseason who's 
had a really ugly success against them. Defensive clog it, it clog the neutral trap style has given Vegas a lot of trouble throughout the years. And that's what uh, Montreal did. That's their style. It's, is, it's, uh, to me, it's systems because Vancouver yeah, systems, doesn't yeah. play that style. They adapted to it in the playoffs because yeah. they were willing to do what it took to beat a team. When yeah. Vegas has proven, and call this whatever you want, stubbornness or whatever from Pete DeBoer, he refuses to do anything different. He rolls the same lines out there, the same team out there, the same system out there, the same power play out there. We're better than you. What's going to come through. And in seven games versus Minnesota, it was better than them. And seven games last year in Vancouver, it was better than them. How does this team beat Colorado four in a row this year and then not be able to put up? Did they put up more than Sist- other than game one? Did they put up more than two goals? I don't think they did. S- systems. Three, Eric, I that's think what you said. wasn't the one the overtime wins three to two. Game one of which series? This Colorado. series. Sorry, no, I was uh, no, not it, to your uh, point, Eric. How did they beat Colorado systems? As you as you pointed out, Colorado system. Yeah, yeah. Colorado yeah. system. What more wide open? More wide open. I think Vegas plays against those type of teams better. It's their style, the contrast. Vegas just plays against those styles of teams better. And Colorado and, just sat there and said, we have better talent. We're not going to lose four in a row. And they did. Yeah. It's, and what Vegas thought too, is like some of those guys, they refuse to fight, get in the middle, get in front of the net, and play more physical. They just refuse. Yeah, because Shea Theodore will break their face. <laughs> um, so hypothetical. Do y'all think if Vegas won the President's Trophy, they won that one game against Colorado, and then they matched up against the Blues – then Colorado, then Montreal would. Do you think it would have gone different because they didn't have to deal with Minnesota? No, I they would have been a little more fresh, but that's about it. I think yeah. Montreal's style would have been the same. I, I think, think. I actually think Minnesota gave them uh, some confidence. Beating that yeah. team gave them confidence, yeah. mm-hmm. and I think that carried over to beating uh, Colorado. Oh. I, I, look, Vegas for two years in a row with their two best teams they're I, I mean clearly that these teams were better than either of their first two they had gift wrapped paths to the stanley cup final it was never going to get easier than last year and it was never going to get easier than this year and both years they lost to severe underdogs that are going to go to the final and get their ass kicked like just so it, maybe it's crazy how vegas when they were when they were underdog the underdog this uh, this postseason when they were the underdog, I uh, objectively I felt like they kind of won it convincingly. Yep, they won that series against Colorado convincingly. While when they were uh, the favored team against Minnesota and uh, Montreal, they had such a hard time against them. And yeah, I, I, Vegas. Yeah, and Marchie even said it in an interview. They love being the underdog. Mm-hmm. Um, they're that's how they started the team. That's that's what they want. That's the kind of mentality they have. So that, that goes back to my whole point that this has most of this these issues aside from the power play being atrociously shitty. Um, most of the rest of these issues are very much mental and fatigue related. Yeah, it's crazy how Martinez came out and said that he had a broken foot. That's just ridiculous. And what what surprised me the most is Mark Stone coming out and saying he was healthy. I seriously I, thought he was playing hurt. I'm still not sure if I believe that. Yeah, I, don't, I don't believe it. Now, 
Guys, you can't. I mean, l- listen, listen. We all love Mark Stone. Mark Stone is probably, if you ask a hundred Vegas fans, the ones that don't say Flurry are going to say Mark Stone. If he comes out and says he's not hurt, he's not hurt. I mean, at some point they would come out and say it. Like, you don't think he's embarrassed for the fact that he just got skunked? His words. He said he got skunked in that, yeah. in that thing. He had zero. If he had anything to, to hold, oh, I tweaked my back. Oh, I had a broken face. Whatever. He would have said it. Guys, you, he's, not, he's not sitting there trying to deflect how shitty he was. Well, he was just shitty. Games. I'm not saying he's not necessarily defeating. I'm just saying there might be something there that was maybe bothering him, but it wasn't bothering him enough to – you know, make a difference at all. That's what I'm saying. So, I mean, they all have their bumps and bruises for, for sure. But did you see game five and no. game six though? Like game five and game six, he looked like he just either was like he was slower than he usually is, and and he just he looked like either he was hurt or he just didn't want to be there anymore. It was weird. He didn't feel like he was engaged, and no, he was like he would like still be in the defensive zone when they're already freaking moving the puck up and like you know trying to do a rush. I don't. I, I've never seen him play that shitty before. And, yeah, was, and it wasn't. It wasn't just a matter of coverage and, and getting shut down. He was like away from some plays that he's usually a big part of. Yeah, it, it was the worst I've seen Mark Stone play in a long time, and it showed in his ice time too. Pete actually played the third line more than the first line in the mm-hmm. last in the last two games, and uh, the misfit line led the le- uh, the the lines in uh, in ice time. Uh, in, in all purposes the stone line was the third line in games five and six uh it, when it turns to ice time and you show because they they were not playing well uh the the, the, the no line really took a number on them took all their confidence and uh, i thought stevenson would make a difference but it didn't uh that's another issue we're going to talk about later on about our center depth but yeah. you know it, it the mark stone and patcheretti duo didn't show up, and I expe- I thought Pacioretty was going to really show his A game against his former team, and I, I he got, he has a goal and two assists, I think, which is infinitely better than, better than Mark Stone. Yeah, I was going to say, but still, I don't think it was enough. <laughs> Obviously, oh. he had the game on his stick in Game Six mm-hmm. in overtime to send it back to Game Seven. He's never going to get a better shot than what he just got, and. Great. He shot it right into the right into Price's blocker, and yep. then went to the other went to the other other way uh, for a goal. After that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And Pat, Pat had a good chance. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm I'm not sure we're giving Carey Price enough credit for how well he played, but like at the same time, yeah, it's, it's just. Uh, yeah. Oh, no, I'm, I'm giving you know, he deserves a lot of the credit, though, too. But look at where a lot of the shots were coming from the outside, though, too, mm-hmm. where not, not much coming from the slot or in the middle at all. So, so what, do, what do they do? Like, like very clearly, Steve Spot is just a fucking terrible power play coach. Uh, what do you mean? Are, are you talking about the power play or what yeah, like Montreal how, how did? They fix that piece of it? Because that was a huge piece of it. I mean, imagine if they got even, like, three more goals from power plays throughout that series that – could have oh, they won the series. There they're are so all, many games. Yeah, yeah. There were sure. so many instances that the uh, uh, a power play goal would have made a momentum shift or a difference. Uh, there were so many when it's tied in Vegas or a, a chance for Vegas to extend their lead, and the power play comes empty, and it's it was an issue, and it's been talked about a lot. That that is the number one issue in this team is the power play. And really. but it was last year too. 
It, it, guys, this is not a, a one-year thing. And Pete DeBoer in his exit interview said last year they changed it and brought Steve Spot in because he wasn't looking at the power play last year and he is now looking at it this year. So not that it, it got worse, obviously. 0 for 15 in a series we all called. We all said it was going to get cost him a series, and it sure as shit did. Um, but the only thing that I will say, Toronto probably has the most forward depth in the league, right? Like elite mm-hmm. talent plus good depth. Like they can fill a power play one and power play two with absolute elite snipers. They sucked this year too. So unfortunately power plays just kind of ebb and flow. Vegas has just never been good. I'm not saying anything. I think probably the more troubling thing is Vegas's penalty kill went bad too. Yeah. Your power yeah. play got worse and your penalty kill got a lot worse. So all of a sudden you're it losing every... confidence. I think, yeah. I think, uh, it, I think it shows that our power play, I mean, our penalty kill is not as good when you don't play the sharks eight times a year. <laughs> the, the, the ducks, the sharks. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we can joke around it all you want. Like people thought the blues were better because they won a cup recently. People thought Minnesota was good. I mean, realistically, the, the division had two teams. And Minnesota was just better than two everybody and a half. else. Two and a half. Sure, I'll give you the half. Yeah, they, yeah. they were just better than everybody else. But, I mean, Arizona was terrible. Anaheim was terrible. The Kings were terrible. The Sharks were terrible. I mean, it was just – And it's not going to get any better next year. Oh, yeah. So I was going to say that. For, yeah. for, for, forget that. But to answer your question, AJ, what do they do from here? I do believe and, – and this is something that I've always kind of had a problem with. I love the off season almost more than the regular. Like I love the tweaks mm-hmm. more than what's going on in the ice sometimes. Right. So like, to me, this is the exciting part. We fell short. I would love to be spending however much money on a, on a game one ticket on Wednesday night here in Vegas. It's not happening. So now what do they do? And I don't think, I think you might be able to name like eight players that are safe maybe only five that are safe and the rest as you kind of trickle down that won't get moved. But AJ, everything's on the table. I think anybody and everybody, they will listen on everybody. And for the people that don't want to say goodbye to flurry, I got bad news for you. Cause that $7 million needed to be used in game seven on somebody that could have scored a fucking goal. So uh, we're all in agreement. Petrangelo was like probably the best overall oh. player. Probably oh, yeah. he absolutely he, was. He should have. If, if Vegas won the uh, the cup, he would have won the Conn Smythe, in my opinion. He was the only one that showed up for most of that last series, like no, consistently. He's, he's and wah, and wah. Yeah. But yeah, no, Petro was amazing. <laughs> he was so good. He literally carried the whole team uh, on his back, you know. So so let's go around the roster. Who is 100% safe? Petrangelo? Petrangelo and Stone. Petrangelo. Petrangelo and Stone both have no movement clauses, yeah. right? Um, who else is like for sure safe? Wouldn't even listen on him if they asked. Probably him William him. Carlson. I don't know about that. Unless it's an upgrade at center. Like, okay, now know. wait a minute though. You lose one center and get another one center back. It better be a really good center. Yeah, like like Eichel. That's what I'm saying. Like Eichel. Yeah, but then you still only have truly one good center. What yeah. about the rest of them? Krebs. Yeah. Yeah, I, that's why I think William Carl, Carlson is more safe than a lot I, of people. And I would agree with that too. Because uh, it is the center depth uh, that we're missing, and we want to add a center, not dis- detract from a center. Yeah, I think the same thing with Wah and Stevenson, but mostly because of their their money. 
mm-hmm. mostly because they far exceed their their monetary cap value. I, think, I don't think they're for sure safe. They would listen on them. Oh yeah. I only I think there's only two safe. Maybe I don't even think Shea is immediately safe. But the only ones that are super safe are the ones that have no movement clauses. That's Stone. Obviously. Yeah. Obviously. Um, the thing about William Carlson is because his his spot in the in the lineup is perfect for him. His as a number two center, he is an elite number two center. I think. He is very good but on that spot. Not when you don't have a number one center. Yeah, they, when it that's exactly the most. That's exactly uh, that's what I'm, I think that's why you don't Please. move Carlson because he's good for where he is. Yeah, that's why you try to get a number one center. Because if you move Carlson to get a number one center, now you're missing a number two center. You know, you know what exactly. I mean. So you, that's you know why. Yeah. You know who's definitely not safe, in my opinion, is Riley Smith. Yeah. Well. the Biggest, he's UFA after this seat coming. Yeah, seat exactly. Coming. That's the biggest thing. I well, think. I, like, I I think that if they try to move anybody making around five million dollars, he's probably the top of that list. Yeah, I think right. Marsh is higher. Really? I I, I don't say. What I, Eric said. I don't know because uh, I think it's because of the contract. Since Marshy still has control, uh, we still have control on Marshy. Smith already came out and said, well, forget this. I'll just say this, and this applies to every single player that is either up currently or about to be up next year. Every single one of them said they wanted to come back. Okay, Mm -hmm. so forget forget the contracts, okay? Everybody will come back for a discount for Vegas. That is a good position to be in. Yeah. But I don't think DeBoer likes Marshy's game. He takes bad penalties. He can't kill for you. He's not really a good – good in the defensive end yeah he doesn't back check he he disappears at times now he has probably scored more more impactful goals than anybody else on the team but he still disappears at times i mean to be fair with that riley smith's next year is supposed to be his amazing year so uh because i was gonna say like talk about people that disappear riley smith disappears every other year so yeah no guarantee (laughs) on that but yes I i was thinking along those lines too if they could get value for Marshy, obviously I think they could move Marshy. Obviously, look, the elephant in the room is, is Flurry, right? Like mm-hmm. they're not gonna move Leonard, who they just signed to a five year deal, who who plays the style that the coach wants to play. And someone better really convince uh, Bill Foley about getting trading Leonard though, or not Leonard, um, Flurry. I've, after missing show out them rebounds, this. like just show them show them videos of rebounds. <laughs> I don't after, even think it's that. I was gonna. Carlos about to make the yeah. point that I, that after, I think. Go ahead. Yeah. After after this disappointing exit, I think Bill Foley is okay with moving Flurry and trying to win that cup, especially with uh, the course window. Here's why they did it both ways, Dave, and and AJ. They did it last year. They did it with Leonard being the workhorse, mm-hmm. and the offense didn't show up. This year they did it with. Uh, Flurry being the workhorse and the offense didn't show up. At some point, they got to say, "Look, that seven million dollars can be spent anywhere else. I don't care. Go, go run your list of of go get anybody. Right? Yeah, look, I would not be. I would not be surprised in the least if we still have both goalies starting next year. I would, I would not be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised either. But I also won't be surprised if we only get we only have one left. no same i i don't know which way it's gonna go but i think it's a 50 50 at least until we hear more right and uh, i'm gonna laugh so hard though they trade flurry and then pull in dougie hamilton just because they want all the defensemen that can't you no, know they're gonna go it. after one place no, i no, no, no. absolutely see him going is back to pittsburgh guys hold on 
here's how it all comes full circle. Carlo, you'll like this one. Shea is involved, included in the trade that gets you Eichel. And they replace Shea with a UFA that AJ just mentioned. So you, go, <laughs> so, so you lose, so you lose an elite defenseman, but you can fill in that elite defenseman somewhere else. You just have to trade Flurry for the money to work. Uh, another elephant in the room I think I want to bring up is the guy who probably has the most value out of all the top forwards we have is Alex Tuck because of his uh, age and uh, contract control. Uh, he's, I don't think he's safe either. Uh, if they are going to try to go after for a guy like Eichel, I think the other team wants a guy like Alex Tuck. Tuck is not consistent enough to be safe. I think that at some point the team is going to move somebody out of the top six and give Tuck his chance. That's I, I, I think that's. I, I think Tuck needs to go be a second line winger. Just, I'm not. It's it's your it's it's your opportunity to go and show that your next contract could be elite level. That's I'm not saying it. that Tuck is the most. I'm just saying the it's the other team that wants the return. The team that like Buffalo, in a return. They for Eichel, a guy like Alex Stuck is the one they want. That's what I'm saying. I don't think so. Shea Theodore is more, more valuable. Correct. correct, because I don't Tuck has not proven that he can be any one of the stalwarts, right? He's not a top line center. He's not proven that he's a top line winger. He can't run a power play for you. He's not an elite level power play. He's not an elite PKR. Like he's just a very good winger, serviceable middle six winger. Shea Theodore has proven that he can be – he can quarterback your power play. He can be a top-pair defenseman. He can be everything, and he's just as young and has a better contract based on yeah. his value. Yeah, but how many elite defensemen does Buffalo really need? They don't have any because <laughs> Darlene's not very good. Anyway, we don't need to center every single thing around Eichel because I don't think it happens. I, well, I, I don't know if Darlene is a good defenseman a long time ago. Back before Buffalo had this shit season, anyway. Yeah, I mean, y'all know, y'all know who I want. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I just don't see. I don't see I don't how, see how they go and trade for him. Like, like if you look at the, I, I don't know, I don't know who they go get. I just know that they are going to do something. Like, I, I going to your point, Andrew. I know exactly who you're talking about, and the difference there is, I don't think they're looking to move him. Well, if they're not the looking. So, so that, the hurdle thing only realistically happens if two things happen. Vegas loses the Eichel contest and loses any really high-end like potential trade that they could get in the offseason, and it lasts all the way to trade deadline. That's the only way that that would happen. If- no, no, my issue there is, is that it's not the Vegas issue. It's the San Jose issue where they're not looking yeah. to trade. Oh, no, that's what I'm saying. The other number two part is they have to shit the bed again. If they shit the bed completely and nothing else happens, then you could see something happen at the deadline. Because for for San Jose, Colonel's the last person they they want to move though. Yeah, I mean they keep helping us out with the cap. <laughs> yeah, but managers don't give a fuck though. That's, that's my that's my only issue. Like I know it's become a meme and stuff, but I don't think it's that real. Like the reason why I think the Eichel thing is more realistic than the Hurdle thing is because Buffalo is looking to move him. I'm, San Jose is not moving hurdle. So that I can be right. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I can be like, I said this a year and a half ago, motherfuckers. AJ, just so you know, I have a better chance of being right with Dougie Hamilton than you do with, with Lamar's <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. 
<laughs> Let's just let Dave throw out the fact that they're going to go sign Gabriel Landeskog. He has a better chance of being right than you do with Tomas Hurdle. There's just no chance. Well, I, I, I would be down sense. with that too. I, we got to collect captains. Yeah, I, we gotta collect say, captains. I never said that about Landeskog. I said if you did say it, you would be oh. correct. <laughs> uh, yeah, one suggestion that I heard on NHL Network Radio today while I was uh, driving around the dogs and taking care of them today. Um, is that somebody suggested that Washington would want to get rid of uh, Kuznetsov? I saw that. Uh, I don't know if I want him though, because he's he is I'm not sure I would either. But it's just a suggestion that somebody brought wait, up. Wait, 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 he, already got, he already got caught with cocaine. In I, got, I was gonna say. I was gonna say. I'm like, Vegas. I'm like, you're not... gonna send him to the place that has all the drugs <laughs> when he was on video doing. And all we stuff. have such a good history with Russians too. So <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was like, when I heard that, I'm like, the whole uh, Russian thing here. And... Someone brought this up to on Reddit to me. Uh, I don't think it's gonna. Ha- uh, Ryan Nijin Hopkins also is a UFA. I don't. Also, not a fan of that move. Too much money uh, for not, as, not not yeah. a good enough player. Yeah. Oh, he doesn't fucking back check. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't yeah. fit our system. The whole and I don't team think doesn't back check. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Then those guys went really went wild. It's like, well, Edmonton needs more depth. Well, they should trade uh, Drysital and get more depth. I'm like. Shit, I'll take Dreisaitl. <laughs> yeah, I will take Dreisaitl. You want to know who's perfect for our team, excluding the fact that he doesn't score? No, Philip Deneau. There you go. He's a he's yeah. he is a hundred percent. He's a center. He can he Dude, can do he, anything except for no. I mean, him in a line with Mark Stone. Holy yeah. shit! Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. Score. They would never. They would never score. But the others they do. Would shut everybody down. Yeah, yeah. they would. Yeah, imagine the line with the no in stone. Yeah, no, it's his career high goals is 13 with yeah. an 82 game season. I mean, what about assists though? Because if you have Patch already there, just his career it. high assists is 41. I mean, this year, yeah. this year in the playoffs, he has three points in 17 games. <laughs> well, how many is he prevented? <laughs> all of them, all of them. Yeah, all of them, dude. It's crazy how good he is defensively, though. He fits it's, exactly what Vegas would look for. He's just not. He doesn't fix any of what Vegas needs. Yeah, you know, and he's 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 twenty eight. He's a, he's a UFA. Like that's who you need to look at. Quit looking at players that are on another team that are elite guys. It's just. I know it, Vegas is involved with everybody, but the, I don't see how they get Eichel. I just don't get it. Philip. So yeah, here's the other thing. This totally hypothetical. Say Boston somehow shits the bed next season. Oh, Rask doesn't resign. Guess who's going to be a, a, a UFA at the end of the season that could be great? I, he's 38. He's like yeah. rental, <laughs> rental, bro. That was another one I heard today that maybe last season. Well, about Getzlaff? I'm like, what? If you want someone for the bottom six, yeah, I'll take Getzlaff. I would yeah, take Getzlaff like Corey yeah. Perry. Like treat him like Corey Perry in the bottom six. Hell yeah, dude. I have him. Um, like, that lap is not fast enough for the top line. Oh, I would. Yeah, take, I would take him as like the freaking fourth line center in a heartbeat exactly. for the playoffs, though. Exactly. Uh, and they already. We already know that Getzlaff actually wanted to come to Vegas. Uh, yeah, because he can commute from his house. Yeah. <laughs> they made eight million dollars. They couldn't fit him under the cap. Mm-hmm. So he's a UFA. Sure. Oh, he wouldn't go? make that on his next contract. this year. That's why it didn't happen. Could they go after Taylor Hall again? Sure, but he's a winger. He doesn't do anything. Yeah, right? we don't need a winger. Uh, need an elite we need anybody that can fucking score, Carlo. I don't care if they play fucking goalie. If they can put the black <laughs> thing in the back of the net and be a little bit no, no, dangerous no. on the fucking no, power play, no. we back need the other features right now. You know, correct, you know correct. who can do that? You know who you can do that? Mark Andre Fleury. Jack Eichel. <laughs> Is he the only person that can? <laughs> yes. 
Listen, I am, I am firmly on okay, this you, Jack you Eichel train. Okay. You know who is the in- – so hold on, guys. Let's see if you guys can figure this out. Who is the best power play player of the last 15 years? Oh, and who, I, know I know you. Oh, oh shit. Uh, who, 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 currently has his, who currently has his GM that signed him to the long-term deal yeah. now in Vegas. <laughs> we talked about this one we before. Talked, we just talked about Russians, Eric. Our histories your, with Russians. He fixes your power play immediately. Yes. Yeah, immediately he fixes your power play. That, that is true. But we, we did talk about history with Russians. And uh, imagine him and Tuck in the same line, though. Uh, on the third line, where would he fit? Is, is are we gonna replace Matcharetti with him? No, you move him down. Get rid of Marchi. I I mean, yeah, well, well, I would love it, but he's gonna be Michael Stone, obviously. No, <laughs> I remember uh, Theodore Stuth. He always brings up Sam Reinhardt too. <sighs> That's what I was just gonna say. If you want to look at a Buffalo center that we can actually go and get. It would be Sam Reinhardt because they want to move off of him because they're going to do a complete teardown. He's 25, his next contract. He's he still signs, an RFA. He's an RFA, so he'll, if he signs anything, it'll only get him to UFA for Buffalo because he doesn't want to be there anymore. He's a 20-goal scorer from the center position every single year. On other than, yeah, 25 yeah. this year. Yeah, yeah, on but that shitty-ass not- team. Yeah, but he's not Jack Eichel. He was, he was a dash twenty-eight though, so let's not let's not. I mean, he was. All right, no more. No, he, nobody back checks all these all these centers. Dude, we want. Okay, here's the thing: he plays for Buffalo. Everybody's a dash twenty-eight. <laughs> <laughs> but like, so so Carlo, say that your Eichel thing works out, and then say he has his neck surgery and he's fucked. Well, that's besides the that, that's something you can't control. <laughs> but what if that happens? Like, that's what I'm terrified of. Yeah, that's 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 why I think his price is also going to be reduced. And oh, well, yeah, oh, wait, it's always wait, wait. a it's a it's a risk you have to take, I and, guess. And and I forgot, we'll just trade his LTIR contract to fucking Toronto. <laughs> no, I thought I read somewhere Buffalo is only asking for futures. Yes, uh, they are only looking for they, they not. I think a roster player is not in their uh, priority. Yeah, Eichel's going to be the face of the fucking Seattle Kraken, it sounds like, man. Oh, dude, don't be. No, it's going to be Pedersen, man. They're going to offer Sheet Pedersen. Please, Seattle. <laughs> I want that to happen. Please. So <laughs> uh, it's it's going to be, you know, this is going to be a fun offseason, in my opinion, because there's the expansion draft and uh, the weird situation with the, with the, uh, the cap. And uh, there's so many pretty some decent free agents out there actually, and there are some superstars that are looking to be traded. What it's really, gonna be fun. What really sucks about the offseason is it's not gonna get going until after the expansion draft. Yep. Ow. Like Vegas might make a couple small moves here or there, but I don't think anybody's like you can't trade Flurry until after the expansion draft. Because yeah. Nobody's gonna go and trade for him just to lose somebody else, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you're not gonna screw up your expansion. The, the, only small moves Vegas can make before the expansion draft. And then between the expansion draft and the uh, entry draft, you have like only a couple days. That's yeah. when it's going to be a lot of fun. Are they, those, those days are going to be fun. Are they going to – do you guys think they're going to move Reeves this offseason? Uh, I, 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 heard, I heard Reeves is already back in Manitoba, and he, he's not coming back. He already left. He packed up his stuff. He said, I don't want 7-5 brewing in Vegas anymore because they sat him on the bench. Really? I heard that. Makes sense, but I hadn't heard. That that was all bullshit. Dumb, yeah. I realized, right? (laughs) I was like, 
Uh, like I said, so seriously, sometimes Starcraft is hard to pick up. So that's yeah. what it was. That's what it was. I apologize. I apologize, guys. Yeah, that was no. like a little too. That's a little too good there. Uh, yeah. Do do are they going to move him? Absolutely. He's one point seven five, and he was not on the ice. And he, look, he was he's been terrible since he's been here, except for the the team liked him, and the fans love him. What? And I still I don't understand that. I. I I don't know if I ever came up with a poll for it, but I think I, I stand by what I said, where I think Ryan Reeves, a fourth line winger for the Golden Knights, gets more recognized than Derek Carr, the, qu- the starting quarterback of the Raiders. Who is that? Walking down the streets, uh, recognized by locals. Who's that? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I don't even know who you're talking about. Derek Carr is the starting quarterback of the yeah, I, Exactly, I, I, my point, exactly. Sorry, you're sarcasm right. again. <laughs> Yeah, I knew that one was sarcastic. Like, he even did. He even did the the siren at the beginning of the game. Yeah. Remember which game it was, but yeah. And, and then, then somebody posted that tweet that said, "Hey, look, now Derek Carr knows what it's like to be at a playoff." Play that, play that, that Bernstein, not Bernstein, but Burnside. Yeah. I think so. And I think the another big factor where they're uh, able to move on from Ryan Reese, the emergence of Keegan Colasar, who I thought had a really good season. <laughs> uh, Way past what, my expectations. It was what the team wanted a guy like Colasar to be. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how else to explain it better than that, but that's what I saw out of Colasar. He I, had some good, timely goals. He beat the fuck out of people at the, earlier in the season. I, I think he was actually playoffs, I thought. And I, yeah. I think Colasar was told to reel it in after he broke that dude's face with like one punch. I, I, I thought, I mean, he far exceeded my expectations. I know he started out really slow because he couldn't score a goal, but once he got that first one, he didn't, I mean, he wasn't supposed to be like this 20 goal scorer or anything like that. But if he can continue to be a bottom six, solid, just be every night, be reliable. Like that's exactly what Vegas needs out of him, right? Carrier, if he and Carrier can just, whether they play between Wah or Cody Glass at some point, fucking what the hell's Cody Glass do right? Like, get they're gonna play between gets uh gets is gonna be between them. Okay, so we're getting hold on, so we're getting a whole new center depth, right? We're getting Getzlav, we're getting Landeskog, <laughs> we're getting Eichel, we're mm-hmm. getting Reinhardt, we're Deneau. getting Hamilton, we're getting to know. So how many? How We've many? Got hurdle, God damn it! We're Reinhardt. getting hurdle. <laughs> we're we're getting all of them. Okay, so as we uh, as we move this into a more serious tone let's go through not i could see it or this that both goalies here next year yes or no i'm saying no i'm saying no that's my i i think it's more likely no than yes so no. obviously just go yeah. on the record dave no. i'm gonna say yes aj i'm gonna say no okay so we got three no's and one yes okay jack eichel on vegas or not i say no no, put me on the spot. I, I, I have to stick to this. I'm going to say yes. Okay, Carlos, the only yes on that one. I'm going to stick to yes. Um, Misfit line still in Vegas Oof. next year. What, whether they play Oof. together or not, I'm just saying all three of those players still in Vegas game one. Yes or no? I say no. No, I'm going with no. This is a tough one for me. I'm going with yes. Okay, so he's the only yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. How do you word this question? The big move. 
Is it closer to Eichel or closer to Philip Deneau? As far mm-hmm. as are you getting a superstar or are you just getting a plug? Is the move big or is the move little? And it doesn't have to be Eichel. I'm just saying, which one is it closer to? Obviously, Carlo's going to be on record that it's it's closer to Eichel. I also think that it'll be closer to Eichel. It just won't be Eichel. Dave? Uh, well, first, you might want to see this coming up in a second, but uh, I'm going to lean more towards more towards Eichel. Okay, so big move. AJ, big move or little move? Uh, I, I think it's going to be a bigger move um, because I also said that they're you know going to move on from one of the goalies, so... Yeah. Yeah, they yeah. have seven million plus if they move on somebody from the misfit line, that's at least five million. I mean, they have money to go spend. I, I think carry price. I think the move is uh we move you move uh Flurry and you move uh McNabb and Reeves for you to be able to afford Eichel. Okay. Well, I guess the other question and we, we brushed on it, but does who here thinks Martinez stays here? I was gonna be on my that was gonna be my last one. I think he's gone. Yeah, he's gone. If I, I think he's gone. When I when if when if I have Hold to on, say Eichel's here, let Dave answer. Let Dave answer. I say um, stays. Okay, we got one. Uh, so hold on, we we haven't agreed on a single one yet, other than mm-hmm. the fact that we all think a big move happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because uh, if I have to say that uh, Eichel's coming here, Martinez, you can't afford Martinez. Okay, another, another one. Cody Glass on the team next year or not? In the organization, forget on the Golden Knights. I don't even want to try to say that. Is he in the Vegas Golden Knights organization, whether he be with the Fort Wayne Comets, the Henderson Silvernights, or the Vegas Comets. Golden Knights? It's gonna... you, fucking, you fucking laugh at that, but they were still playing. I, I, I 100% believe They're in the championship. I think he got sent to Fort Wayne, just nobody ever reported on it. <laughs> they're in the championship right now, man. They're, they're in the finals. Okay, is he, uh, on the team? is he on the team next year or not? No. I say, okay, you say no. In the organization altogether? In the organization. I, I don't think so. Okay, no, no. Dave? Well, since I said they're going to lean more towards a big deal, I'm going to say no. I don't think he's valuable anymore for a big deal, though. Yeah. That's yeah, a, I'm, saying, I, I, I'm saying yes. I can't agree with you guys. Cody Glass still going to be on the, in the organization. <laughs> I mean, we can, I, I really, really, really want to say yes. I want yes. to, yes. I really want to say yes, but this that – Post conference or the end of season conference that that there man that was just not so subtle. Oh, they just <laughs> they shit on that poor kid. God, yeah, enough. man. Okay, it's, especially since you know I, I got his jersey and I haven't worn it yet. <laughs> currently, they have they have six draft picks in the upcoming entry draft. They have six. Mm-hmm. So five and a half is the line. Do they make? Over five and a half picks or under five and a half picks? I under. say under. 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 Okay, everybody says under. That means they're trading somebody. First yeah. and second rounders are gone. I, I don't know about the first. Yeah, I first think it's going to be a really. I think it's. I think what's going to be gone is next year's first and this year uh, and the Devils pick. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, that's basically that. two firsts. Mm-hmm. I mean, they don't have a third this year. Yeah. Yeah, they'd pick first, fourth, if that were to... Because uh, this year's first is not that big of a value. Teams can take the risk for next year's uh, pick to be better than this year's pick. Because this year's, they're picking 29th. There's only Uh, one way it's worse. Yeah. If if Vegas makes the cup final next year. Yeah. No, well, also, because they're picking 29th, they can pick 30th next year without making the final still. Yeah. Did y'all... Did y'all see uh, 
what was it? I, I saw this. Uh, like oh, the technicality, uh, are they picking 29th this year because Arizona? Yeah, different. Arizona's, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because technically, it's still the 30th pick this Arizona is. So that's why I think it's next year's first that's going to go out. Fair. Yeah. Did you, uh, did y'all see the, the draft, the top 100 draft from Gronman? No. no. I, um, even, I was only focused on, on Vegas shit in the bed on the power play. I haven't <laughs> looked towards, towards the draft yet. I don't know any of the players. I know Owen Power. It, yeah, it, looks was, like, it looks like a lot of like B-grade guys like all through the draft except for Owen Power. So I, I don't see this as a, like one of the stronger drafts of the last few years. Yet. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm going to have a conversation with Jack Manning soon on Locked On Carlo. So self-plug there <laughs> about the draft. About the draft. Yes, available wherever well, you get your podcast. That and they hardly got scouted this past year either. So, yeah. Well, mostly the OHL. The OHL is actually yeah. didn't have a season. So, so I do have a question, and, and I'm hoping that all of our listeners can reach out um, to, to us and give us, like, is this allowed or not? Because I know we're brand new to hockey because of Vegas and all this stuff are we allowed to play prospects that we drafted or do they just go to other teams? We, we, a, AJ's talking about another draft. Like it matters whether they're good or bad players. Cause all we I, do is fucking trade. Listen, them. Eric, I will not allow this Nick Hague slander. Okay. Oh, I will no, not no, allow no, this no. Nick Hague slander. He's the only <laughs> draft pick that we've played more than like five games. Mm-hmm. Crabs. No, I guess glass has played more than five games, yeah. but. You know, it feels like less than five. You know what's really would be really really cool as as a fan of the Vegas Golden Knights if they had a player like I don't like Montreal has this young center number fourteen. He's just going up and down the ice, putting it in raw in Vegas. I mean, scored an empty netter. He just looked like a really good player, and he was young. I think he was drafted. Who like drafted that guy? Thirteenth overall, like in the twenty seventeen draft. And I know Vegas had picked earlier number six so i was just curious how vegas could get a player like that because that guy seemed really good i don't know I mean, like, what a steal what a yeah. steal i was gonna i i mentioned this in our group chat uh a few times where it frustrates me that you have two guys in montreal getting a chance two young guys in suzuki and caulfield and then in vegas have two guys drafted in both the same years and uh, Glass and Krebs didn't didn't barely play in the playoffs. Well, I mean, Krebs broke wow. his face. I thought he would. Uh, he was skating, so I th- I thought, and they said Krebs would be available later in the playoffs, and I thought he would have been ready by then. Yeah, I, I think it was more that like when when you're playing that specific team and you're a kid like that, it's probably a really tough matchup because they're very very Co- physical defense. And I, Coffee, I mean, Coffee I played. Too, they- and he's smaller. <laughs> And oh, Vegas sorry. didn't want to slide his contract either, though. Yeah, that's probably Co- it. Caulfield oh. had four goals in that series, guys. Four yeah, goals. Cough- they let Caulfield play, and, and he's the same draft class as Krebs, and he's smaller, too. And look how big of an impact it did. He's Just because you're scared. Just they because, yeah, yeah, they're not. Just because you're scared to slide your contract. Look, look, look at Caulfield. This is a big, same example as Krebs. Like I don't, I, I'm not, I'm not gonna use that excuse of oh they, they don't want to slide the contract. Makar, they did it for Makar too. Colorado did Makar. I didn't it's say the impact. excuse. I was just saying that's what they. Possibly I, I know. That, I, I'm not saying that it's for you. Like if that is the case, like I, I'm not gonna ex- use that as an excuse for the general managers for not playing those kids. Play those kids. Give them a chance, especially if they're as good as 
Krebs. Krebs. But if, if Krebs came in, the line that he would have ended up on isn't remotely as good as having Nick Suzuki next to you. That's oh, is, that that, is Al- that that player's name that we, we needed? Nick Suzuki? He, he would have had Alex stuck next to him. Yeah, but who's the other guy? Janmark, Rokwa. It's still a good veteran. Yeah, I mean, it's, I, I, I mean, it's okay. They, it, it's just like... They have, they have to fully... Yeah, sure, that's fine. I mean, it, give him give a shot. Too, give yeah, him give roles, like, Krebs, Make book Put Krebs in between Stone and Pacioretty when Stevenson was out. Well, I, I had been asking for that the whole time, and nobody listened to me. Hmm. They but, did it. They did it in the regular season, and then he was playing power play one and broke his fucking jaw. Fucking Jay Theodore. Like, okay, it unfortunately, it didn't work out for him this year. Let's see what next year brings. Um, Does he play next year in the NHL, you think? Of yes. course. Yes. He, he, makes, he makes opening, opening roster. Yeah, opening oh, yeah, he's easily on the team. Yeah. 100%. 100%. He is the best, the best looking prospect that Vegas has kept, in my opinion. Yeah. So I, I, I think, uh, in my opinion, I think he's going to be better than Suzuki. I'm just being biased. Well, obviously. Um. Is he going to play? I mean, it's just hopefully he projects to be a center at the next level. That's what you need him at. Yeah, I mean that would be ideal right now, right? Uh, and there's there's another few young guys that's uh, going to be fighting for a roster spot next season too. Uh, you think Dugan or Dorfeyev have any chance? Not Dorfeyev. Dugan and Elvinus, I think, are the two forwards that are going to going to. So so here is the here, here's the thing that Vegas could do, and it's been talked about quite a bit. Vegas can trade. Either of those players, they're going to fight for a roster spot to another team that has an expansion problem because both of those are expansion draft um, exempt. And Vegas could get a player that is in the NHL, like Mm -hmm. a Jake Bean from Carolina or somebody like that, right? Like those are the small little moves that might not mean anything to the big fan out there, but could really, really pay dividends to both teams. So if you're looking for small moves, Look for a Dugan or an Elvinez or Dorfeyev or a Morozov-Wright or any of those players to get moved before the expansion draft for somebody that has an expansion problem because there are some teams yep. that have expansion problems. Okay, yeah. here's a they, they, what they want to do is they want to trade they want to trade for players that can be that are exempt. You know, a lot of players on there that won't be exempt and they don't want to lose them for nothing, so they'll trade them for the Vegas and get players that are still under protection yep okay here's a question for you guys well, we just talked about Krebs. do you think he's available for trade mm-hmm. yes. yes but i don't want him to be no he is i'm gonna I, say I, I, yes but it only depends on who they get i think he's only available for trade if it's a, for a guy like eichel and other than that Krebs. they will ask for Krebs for sure yeah oh yeah Easily, they're going to ask for Krebs. Any anybody that's going to go try to trade with Vegas this coming off season is going to try to ask for Krebs, whether or not it's whether it's a stupid ask or not. Because um, why not? I'm sure. Yeah, he he's I, he is Vegas's best prospect right now. So, I, and it's not close either, really. Yeah, he's he's he looked so good when he but was. He just he walked into player. the he skipped the AHL essentially, like played a few games, walked into the NHL, and just looked like he was just had been there for a season or two already. I mean, even when he did play in the AHL, he was the best player on the freaking oh, yeah. ice. Uh, and then he, I think he led all players uh, in point. Oh, oh, oh obviously he's, uh, what was what, it? Overage, an overage player in the WHL. 
Uh, I think he scored in every single game <laughs> he played in the WHL. Like he has a point in every single game. Uh, that's how <laughs> that's how like just he doesn't belong there anymore. Uh, so yeah, he's gonna be an, if he's in the team with the organization, he is an opening day roster. Player. And dude is just so driven. Like like obviously we've all we all know his background about the Achilles injury and overcoming that, and then you know having you know minor issues here and there on other things. Obviously getting his face broken when he did play, but like the one thing I noticed is he get he's not a big dude yet and he's never going to be a huge dude, but he's got absolutely bodied. He gets right up and just chases that puck. If he's in the roster right now, uh, currently he'd be the second shortest player next to Marshall. So what is he? Five eleven or six feet even? No, he is five ten. I think. Oh, okay. Well, he's still got like, you know, a five eleven. Five eleven, Yeah. So he's got a good three inches on Marchie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Vegas is a big team. And five eleven is not small. <laughs> I mean, his eyes like you know, it's fine. But I think what we're finding is like, yeah, we we totally understand that like this this roster was built specifically to be all like big bigger power forward types. But you need maybe you need a couple of finesse guys here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, That's what they were lacking against uh, Montreal, to be honest with you. Yeah, and Montreal had a bunch of finesse guys and then a bunch of huge dudes, and look what happened. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, I could see it. Uh, if they don't sign Martinez, and obviously we're not going to talk about them trading Theodore for Eichel, but say that Theodore is still there, who replaces Martinez? Uh, I I have a another a, another young guy that's going to compete for a roster spot on the defensive Aiden side is Caden Korzak. Korzak. Yep. God, he looks so good. He I, I I talked about him before. He uh, and I'm not sure if he was in this podcast, but he reminds me. Of a of Braden McNabb that can skate better, <laughs> that, well, that's, that, that's fast. I, I great, like McNabb skating, so good. Yeah, he he is so defensively sound, especially like his first season in the AHL. Plus, he has some offensive upside. He yeah, he knows where he needs to be on the defensive side, and he can get there because he is quick and fast. Oh, he's a right shot, huh? Yeah, and he's a right. It's a righty too. So could you would would they try Theodore as a natural lefty? Then they do when they play him with uh, Petrangelo. Mm-hmm. I could see next year your top pair being Theodore and Petrangelo, and mm-hmm. just get the rest. Put um, like a Hague with uh, I, I think, guess White Cloud again. Yeah. Korzak with who? With uh, Holden. Holden. You mean McNabb? Holden or McNabb? If McNabb's uh, not if here, you really? If you really go McNabb, Korzak, yeah, you're never getting offense mm-hmm. out of that. Yeah, yeah. that's nothing. Yeah. That's why I think they're moving. But that's McNabb. okay because I think when you when you have an offensive zone draw, you just put one of the top two pairs out there. When you have a defensive zone draw, you just that's put true. Korzak and you McNabb, go. and you're fine. Yeah, that's true. And yeah, yeah and to your point, Eric, I think the uh, Hague White Cloud is good enough to be a, a second pair. Uh, I second think so. Pair. Hey, yeah, Hague, as long as Hague develops a little bit more over the off season and is, I, and on his skating, um, I thought he had. I thought he had a really good season. He did have a good season. I think that I think they could start putting him on the power play if you lose mm-hmm. Martinez too. Yeah, yeah that's exactly. true too. No, I, and he had a great season, uh, Carl. Definitely not detracting. I just I think that that's what they're waiting for is a little bit more on skating. Yeah, I, I think. Uh, I think it's fine. I think uh, if he can get better in skating, yeah, obviously that'll be better. But I don't. I don't think his skating is uh, that like it detracts from him. No, it's just a pinch anymore. on the back check. Sometimes yeah. he's caught a little caught out. I mean, and like I mean, Carl it, said earlier in the year, he had a 
I have it. I'll sometimes use it as stick instead of too skating. Much, yeah. it, it, you get that from a young defenseman, obviously, but Who's next year is going to be better. Yeah. Also, <laughs> also, if you wanted somebody that could have the offensive upside, if you did move on from, you're not going to move on from McNabb and Martinez, but if you need somebody to come into the lineup that has the offensive upside, you still have Coglin there. As yeah. an RFA that you can resign. So I think there's Cox a lot that they can do. There, there's a lot that you can do on the defensive side, and I think that's why Martinez goes, unless they can sign him for cheap. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. There's a. I think a lot of moves happen this summer. I think. I did say you know I'll see Martinez back, but the only way I do see him being back is them taking a discount. Yeah. Also, there's uh, Lucas Cormier who uh, who is I don't think he's going to make the roster because they don't like playing young kids. It's He's going to be uh, he's 19. Got another, he's got another yeah. year that they can slide. So, yeah, he's, he's going back to junior. Just he, just like I was correct on Krebs, his ass got sent back to junior. He did play some to. NHL games, though, so we were both right somewhat. Did, he, did, his, did his contract slide or did, it, did he play enough NHL games for them to know. burn a year? No, you do know. He didn't the fucking dish, slide. The <laughs> limit was, it was seven games. Slide. Well, I did say he was going to play NHL games, games right? though. Seven games, right? What's this year's slide? Yeah, yes. played like five. Yeah. We even did an over under, Carlo, and you said over. I do remember that. <laughs> well, yeah, you did anticipate him getting a puck to the face either. That's yeah. what we do. Mm-hmm. Damn it, Shea yeah. Theater. Okay, so uh, are we going to go to our uh, commercial break brought to you by Honda, the, the official sponsor of the 2022 NHL All-Star Game that is going to be in Las motherfucking vegas next year i'm, I'm just oh, glad yeah. i'm just glad petrangelo's family is uh sponsoring this yeah i'm glad that <laughs> petro is able to come to the uh the all-star event because you know yeah. he's owned by honda now i, I just <laughs> like that like it's his family he's not owned by it you don't know no, the best family. thing though is that he can't say vegas golden knights so he's just like i'm alex petrangelo <laughs> of, the NHL. of the nhl 100 <laughs> percent. that was filmed when he was still a free agent, free agent last year yeah. well that was i don't know signed. the uh the the backdrop looks like a vegas backdrop so not i don't really, know not really it kind of looks it could be anywhere i do i a million percent think that that was filmed before he signed so anyway honda thank you for sponsoring our uh our I, whatever I, commercial break yeah so i love that commercial real quick Do you want a true champion's perspective? Well, come on over to the Bolts broadcast, where we talk about the Tampa Bay Lightning, have some friendly banter, and of course, hockey name of the day. If you pronounce it, you can get it. Anthony Nunschwander. Ah, you didn't pronounce it right. Anthony? Anthony Nunschwander. It's it's N-E-U-E-N. It's Neunschwander. Anthony Neunschwander. Dude, I always slept in German class, so I don't know... I don't know how you expected me to put that together. Come on. You only took it for four years. I took it for two. Took it for two years? Oh, no. Jay, don't yeah. take it that long. I, I took it for two years and was, like, asleep in all of German, too. Oh, you, you, you only took it in, in uh, junior high. You didn't take yeah. it in high school at all. No. Yeah, she sent us across the hallway, and it was, like, me... And I don't know, five other people. And all we did was just goof off because it was an empty room of just us while she was too busy yelling at you guys because you guys were a terrible class. <laughs> no, uh, we weren't a terrible class. A couple people were terrible people. Uh, not going to mention names. Not going to call it anybody in this pod. It was Chase Crawshaw. It was 100% <laughs> not me. 
Oh boy, I know a couple of those names, but uh, yeah, it's a good point, Chase. We won't mention those here. New episodes every Monday, only on the Hockey Podcast Network. And we're back. That was the most awkward commercial break ever. Also, I want, I just want, before we go back, uh, I, I just wanted to point out the uh, the really creepy smile by Petro's wife in that commercial. Oh, my it's, God, yeah. It's, they're both really bad actors. Oh, and, her, and her eyes are all like... Yeah. No, also, to, to a small little point on this, and this is what happened with uh, Petretti year one to year two, if Petro showed what he could be in that playoff run, I'm really fucking excited for mm-hmm. 18 games. Oh, oh God, yeah. Like... I, to be honest with you, I don't like if I, Vegas is going to make the postseason, right? Like, <laughs> especially nope. in this division. J- j- obviously, you know, you don't want to jig or whatever. But if he's, if he's just average in the regular season, but he's like this every postseason, shit, I'll take it. They, they can lose Stone and Petrangelo for the year, and I think they still make the playoffs. That's how bad that division is. I, I think they still are in the top two in the playoffs. <laughs> that, that, that division's so bad. I mean, yeah. The only two playoff teams that are going to be in that division next year are Edmonton and Vegas. And Seattle. All the rest Seattle. did not make the playoffs, <laughs> and one technically didn't exist. Yeah. Seattle yeah, will probably that, be okay. That, that division's bad. So, okay, um, so around the NHL, we talk, touched on a little bit. Vegas is getting the All-Star game, which is awesome. I mean, I guess it's awesome. I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm excited. I, I want to I, try to go. I want to go. They, go can't, they can't figure out whether they're going to play in the Olympics or not, so who fucking knows there? Um, what else did we have around the NHL? Oh, there is one really big story that Ooh. we probably should have touched on earlier. Yeah, and it's yeah. not look, exactly. It's the, not the, a fun. The, the Cup Finals going on, but this is bigger than the Cup Final. Yeah, the Chicago Blackhawks absolutely need to be. I mean, if they took a first round pick from Arizona for measuring some dude's head, what? What Chicago just did needs to lose multiple first-round picks. If you guys don't know, go to The Athletic. There's lots of stories out there. But there is more and more coming out that the Chicago Blackhawks knowingly employed a coach and gave him a positive reference to go and coach high school kids after sexual assault allegations came out against him from players on the team. And it's been reported that everybody on the team knew about it. Chicago yes. needs to just get blown into the fucking mm-hmm. ice age for what has happened. Yeah, absolute trash. I mean, well, Chicago has been pretty notorious for covering up misdeeds from people that are associated with the team. So, I mean, look what happened to Penn State University a few years ago with J- mm-hmm. Joe Paterno and all, uh, not Joe Paterno himself, but with his assistant cover coach. Up. The cover up, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. It just, they came down hard on They They almost gave them the boot. Yeah, the death, death penalty. The death penalty. It, like SMU it, got back in the 80s. And it's just really sad to me because obviously this uh, came out, but there's probably a lot of maybe stories like these that we don't know about that hasn't come out yet. And it's just kind of of a scary thought, to be honest with you. And it sucks. And it's it's just a horrible, horrible thing. You know what I mean? It's, well, it's I Yeah. I was listening to uh, the athletics show today with Ian Mendez and Haley uh, Salvian, uh, but Ian Mendez came out. So he's been around the league for a long, long time. Great, great writer, great podcaster from uh, Ottawa. But he came out and said, 
that this isn't a one-off thing. At some point, you got to understand that this is an NHL problem, right? It happened Mm -hmm. in the 70s. It happened in the 80s. It's happening again. Like, this isn't just a, oh, it's a couple bad seeds. Like, this is a systemic problem with the NHL that needs to get fixed. So I get that Bettman and Bill Daly are both lawyers that are both going to say very, very little until they actually have something. But the NHL better come down on this fucking hard. Like, if oh, it comes out that it absolutely. was actually this was what happened, they need to come down on them. I mean, if you did what you did to Arizona, it better be ten times for for Chicago because this is, it, Stan, Stan Bowman shouldn't have anything to do with the league anymore. The, that's the GM in Chicago. The coach, the coach's name needs to be taken off the Stanley Cup right now. Like, I don't know how it's still fucking on there. Like, this is crazy to me. Yeah, it's terrible man and and why after all that that happened did they wait until after the statute of limitations there had to be some non-disclosure agreements that people were getting paid to say sign or something because that just seems a little too convenient you know it's just yeah that's that's not very kosher there at all it's like why is this coming out now back in 2015 this crap was happening and who knows how long i thought he was i thought he was in like 2010 yeah, it's been 11 years and it just came out. Well, and then and I, somebody, something I read earlier today was they misquoted it. Then there I, was a video coach that went to upper management and said, We need to go to the police. And they said, No, you can't go to the police. So, I mean, th- this goes far too deep. Like, we don't know near enough about it to talk too, too educated or too uh, eloquently about it. But it's just, it's really, really bad. Like, it's, and it's not, just, it's not just the Hawks anymore, right? Because I, I saw that uh, a guy whose last name is Petrangelo that I guess is like a second cousin to Alex also came out and said that something happened to him. Uh, yeah. Frank Petrangelo, I believe. It's 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 a, it's a sports thing that, you know, the trade. Yeah, it, boys it's not just club. thing. It's like all levels of hockey with this. Yeah, it's, a, it's the boys club thing yes. where they don't, uh, rat on each other or whatever. It's an abuse of power kind of stuff. It's it sucks. Yeah, the and, players yeah. didn't want to say anything because they would lose playing time. It's just mm-hmm. it's a it's, a, it's, it's all a, intimidation. It's toxicity. Yeah. It's yeah. It's just toxic. So, I mean, it's very unfortunate. Hopefully, uh, they get it figured out. So, anything else uh, before we wrap and get out of here? And uh, who who do you got for winning the cup? Oh yeah 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 yeah. It's, I mean, look, I picked Montreal only because the only way I can catch a Dave is if Montreal wins. They're currently going to be down game one, so it's probably going to be Tampa in five, but who who knows? Yeah, I, I said Tampa in seven, just, you know. I have I have John Merrill in seven. I, I said John Merrill in seven. Yeah, I, it's I, not I, not I the Habs, just John think, Merrill. I don't think Montreal has any, any chance, and that's okay. Does it make – I mean, so I guess that's the question that was going around. What makes, as a Vegas Golden Knight fan, what makes you feel better? Tampa throttling Montreal and just going, okay, we never had a chance, or Montreal winning and going, fuck, we had a chance. Like, I, what, what makes you feel better, or does anything make you feel better, or do you just Montreal. say, fuck it? No, no. You, know you know what makes you feel better? If we win the cup. Well, yeah. Okay. We, we didn't. We, we didn't. So, I, I don't Montreal know. I, would make me, make me feel better because it's like, okay, if they don't completely get their heads caved in in four or five games, then it makes us look less terrible. I, I don't know. To me, Tampa Bay winning in five makes me feel less terrible. I just kind of go, okay, well, we probably didn't have a chance. I I really don't have that much 
because like it's always hindsight like we said like matchups i think we match up against well against tampa uh, tampa it's always has in our history when we play them it's always been really close and back and forth and shit but you you just don't know it's these two teams if they either either one of the teams win doesn't really matter much to me i am a little bit salty against montreal but after i just want to see it. a series against tampa at this point i mean we got we didn't get it because of the caps it's year one Obviously, San Jose first round year two doesn't make any sense, but then but, but it the last was, two that, seasons. But that was also Tampa Bay first round exit too. They got swept yep. as the yep. President's Trophy winner, as a record breaking President's Trophy winner. Yep. So year three, year three, year three, we shit the bed. Sorry, Dave, your record tying. Uh, year three, we shit the bed against Dallas, and year four, we shit the, shit the bed against Montreal. So at this third, point, third it's more on true. us. It's more on us than it is on them. What do you mean? Third third time's time's charm, right? maybe, maybe no, no, next year. We next always year, talk about we always missed out on Vegas and Colorado. We got Vegas, Colorado this year. Exactly. So maybe we finally get Vegas and Tampa next year. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, Tampa. T- I mean, I know that Tampa does not give two shits because they're about to have two banners raised. But that Tampa Bay team next year is nowhere going to be close to the oh, team yeah. this year. Is they're, they're no, twenty million. They're twenty million over the cap. And All right. Well, let's take cap. one of their centers then. <laughs> I'll take Stamp point. Coast, I'll take. I'll take point. Stamkos is the only one you would have a chance at, and he makes too much money. He's too old. So pass. I'll take point. They're not going to get point. Point. Shut up, I one point. I'll take point over Eichel. You have a bigger chance at Eichel. I'll, than I'll you take. Lots of points. <laughs> we'll take lots of points. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I would just take one power play goal at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take a point from Stone. It's. You mean four Stone? Everybody took yeah, points from, from him. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, um, we're on the off season now, so we probably won't be as frequent. So we'll we'll kind of we'll let we'll let everybody know we're gonna have some cool contests. Where are we? Um, well, like I said, we we talked about doing an expansion draft yeah. show. So yeah, so we'll, up. so we'll we'll have one that's coming up. Just may not be like completely weekly, um, even though it's in our name. So yeah, I but mean. It's there's an asterisk there. We talked about this like first episode ever. There, like if we don't feel like it, we're not. It's not going to be weekly. Yeah. Also, <laughs> n- nightly is also in our on our name. Yeah, exactly. So we... That's true. That's true. Yeah. It's also on the you know the Habs podcast name. So I don't know what's up with that anymore. Yeah, so, I re- remember we used to say every time we open the shows like it's neither weekly nor nightly. Yep. <laughs> Perfect. So we'll talk to everybody at some point. Like I said, uh, we got some cool contests coming out on Twitter. So uh, definitely. Keep an eye on those. The only person that makes it this far is Buzz. So, Buzz, enter these damn contests. Buzz is around. And Chad. Buzz is around. Well, does, do you think Chad makes it all the way to the end? I don't know, I think Chad. He just, did you I make it he, to the end? Tweet at us if you did. <laughs> yes, I think he just retweets it and moves on. Buzz is around, sticks around to see if we fuck up his name or not. But we got it right two episodes in a row. So, he's going to be super happy. Buzz is around. Oh, Thank you for yeah, always listening. Buzz, Buzz, Buzz is in every single thing. He gets the one point in there. Buzz is buzzing right now. Yeah, he goes through our twitters, sees what we're talking about that day on a Loving. game day, and yeah. then tweets at us going, "Hey, why aren't you? Are, are you? Are, are you? Gone? Are you okay? Are, are you alive?" <laughs> he's, doing, he's doing welfare checks for it's, us on Twitter. Hey, I love it. I'm I'm glad that if anything happens to us, we have someone checking in on us to see if we're okay. <laughs> I'm I'm glad that just at least one person out there is actually listening to the shit we say at the end of the podcast. So, so thank you. Thank you for that. Hopefully it's more than one, but if not, then uh, 
least <laughs> enter one. this one's contest. Better than, one's better than none. It's your contest to win. All right. And, and this is the only way you're going to find out is if you get to the end of this podcast, we're not going to tell you anyway. <laughs> also, by the way, right. that's, how, that's how we need to give stuff away is to drop hints at the end of the podcast or throughout the podcast. Oh, that's a, that's a good plan for, for upcoming. The, o- the only things that we do during the podcast throughout the whole thing is curse a lot. So mm. who knows? And everybody knows that too. Who was that that counted our, every time we cursed? <laughs> I think it was buzzes around. He counted every time we got in early. Yeah, He's like, oh, seven seconds in, we got an F bomb. <laughs> First word in. Did, didn't at one point we literally just like troll that? Open, to, like, open, yeah. Yeah, we oh, yeah, we did. So, all right, guys. Well, I think we're good for this season. I agree with uh, with some of the people out there. Is there anything worse than being a Vegas Golden Knight fan? I mean, the, it's been so difficult these four years. Like, <laughs> so feel bad for us as the Vegas Golden Knights fan. Nobody's had it worse than us cry some more for us so we can actually get some real rain, you know? Yeah. It rained the other day. Well, right. Not here, not my place. All right, guys, we're out of here. Yep, and we paid the refs to make the All-Star game, so, yep. We want Eichel.